0: Mm.
1: Side. He's got Max Danball picked off, he's around Chase with Jared Horstman up to third down the back straight away. And Rich France.
2: The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit. And uh, replace the tire and get back out.
0: Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemmler. He's going Trevor, the Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is
2: three-time dirt car UMP National Champion Rusty Schlink.
1: And this is Horsepower Happenings. RACE Fans and welcome in TO Horsepower happenings on a beautiful Monday evening. A lot to talk about. Two great interviews coming up tonight. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City minute. Josh Berry wins the 100TH race with Junior Motorsports taking the late model stock win in the Thanksgiving Classic at Southern National Motorsports Park. It was uh, overshadowed. I didn't realize Josh Berry won. All I'd seen today was fight videos from Southern National on on social media. So uh, good job on putting that one together. Matt Hirschman once again found himself in a familiar place at the 2023 Turkey Derby 150 at Wall Speedway, New Jersey. Hirschman found Victory Lane for the sixth time at the Tour Time Modified Fall event, collecting $10,000. It was his 28th victory in 48 starts this season. Hirschman has also won at 17 different tracks so far this year. Justin Grant's dream became a reality at California's Ventura Raceway as he charged, withstood, battled and banged for 98 laps in round to victory during Saturday night's 81st running of the Turkey Knight Grand Prix featuring the USAC NOS Energy Drink Midget National Championship. The win was Grant's sixth series to win, uh, series win rather, to cap off 2022. Buddy Kofoy took home the national championship and those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower. Happening. Good evening, welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich Ranch joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir.
2: How you doing, man? I got the itch. I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's getting there. You ready to go? It's almost time, right? And almost it's, time. It, it's
1: time to head down south, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to it. I, I can. Can you believe the car counts for this Derby? I know this year. It's crazy. unbelievable. Over a hundred cars just between the Derby and the Snowflake. Not counting the Outlaws and the Modifieds and everything wow. else that they're going to run. Wow. Um, almost 200 cars. Unbelievable. I'm going to enjoy myself.
1: So you got the itch. Now, i got to ask you, why do you have the itch? What's got you going?
2: Um, I, I'll tell you, it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, Especially when it was announced that your defending champion, we'll get into this a little bit later on, but your defending champion has withdrawn. Yeah, I saw so, that. So uh, Chandler Smith is not going to be there. Uh, for whatever reason, and he was not at the uh, All-American 400 either, yeah. if you remember correctly. So I don't know what's going on with that deal. That's two two big crown jewels in a row that uh, that
1: he's missed. I'm curious if there is a NASCAR signing in the works with a team that doesn't like extracurricular activities is what I'm curious about for old Chandler. Now... Here, let me tell you why I'm excited for the Snowball Derby. Nothing gets me in the mood for the Snowball Derby than someone losing a fat stack of cash over one simple little part. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It, it's not like that's never happened at the Snowball Derby, right? Um, but in what was billed as a mini preview to the upcoming Snowball Derby, the Bill Bigley Memorial 128 at 417 Southern Speedway in Punta Gorda sure has some flavor to it, Zach. Ty Majewski, uh had just won the race. Following a spirited duel with Michael Atwell throughout the remaining laps, and it seemed as if Majeski was going to collect another huge payday, this time thirty thousand dollars. But following technical inspection, Majeski was found to have a gun-drilled bolt in the rear suspension—a a singular gun-drilled bolt uh, in the rear suspension. Every major sanctioning body rule book Zach uh, has had a variation of that rule in place for at least two years. And the 417 Super Late Model rule Rulebook was no exception. For example, the Midwest uh, ARCA Midwest Tour, drilling holes to lighten any part of the body, chassis, suspension, or bolts is not permitted. And in Champion Racing Association, Southern Super Series, and SRL, no hollowed-out boats of any kind uh, on suspension components. And uh, But for his part, Crew Chief and Car Builder Toby Nuttleman accepted responsibility for the oversight that cost, cost them $30,000. Uh, quote, "I'm owning it, Nuttleman wrote on social media channels. This was a dumb oversight on my part. I was putting the trailing arm together and was one bolt short. I used one old hollow bolt that I had uh, laying around. I knew I needed to replace it and I forgot to do it. I effed up. Unquote.
1: Well, that's you know what? That's just it. It's, I mean, that's a $30,000 mistake, and uh, we've all been there, right? You and I used to be race car drivers. We've been there. You're putting that thing together. You kick a bolt across the shop. Ah, damn it. I can't find it. Here, this one will work for now. I'll, I'll make it right before it hits the track, and then you never make it right. And, and you uh, never make
2: it right. Yeah, yep. so
1: it's uh, that's tough. You hate to see it. Donnie Wilson was very uh, active on Facebook talking about how he didn't like how many rules there were, um, how how he said this was affecting car count. The rules were being so uh, you know clamped down and things like that. What do you think of this, Rich? I mean, a five dollar part cost you thirty thousand dollars. Was it really a performance advantage? I don't know, but a rule's a rule, right?
2: A rule's a rule. And if you think it's going to change coming up this week at the Snowball Derby, you are outside of your mind, right? Be- because it is going to be more stringent. Um, we we sat there, Zach, two years ago yeah. in. It, through post-race tech, and how long will we be back there? Two and a half, three oh, hours. hours? Yeah. Um No, I mean, you know the rules and, well, look at the car counts, like we just said a little while ago. I mean, how many cars are showing up here in 2022? Um, I don't see how it's affecting the car counts when they have over 100 cars between the Derby cars and the Snowflake cars. Um, Bring your car, bring it right, and when, when you get out on the racetrack, make sure it's right. So you don't find out at the end. You can ask Stephen Nassi about that one.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's just it. I, I I tell you, make sure the car's right. But man, when they take two hours to tear that thing apart, you just worry about every little thing that you may have forgot to do coming up to the surface. So, um, man, wow, wild stuff, thirty k. But hey, how about Mister Atwood though? That's all right.
2: Yeah, I, I'm sure. I, I'm sure he's not uh, overly disappointed with what happened or complaining about the rule book, is he? <laughs>
1: no, ab- absolutely. All right, let's talk about something else that's going on. Track Enterprises has announced that it will once again promote the long-standing, prestigious preseason Fest event at Crisp Motorsports Park, home of Watermelon Capital Speedway in Cordill, Georgia. SpeedFest 2023 will take place Friday, January 27th and Saturday, January 28th with a Sunday, January 29th rain date. This will be the second year in a row that Track Enterprises has promoted the event and will also include most of the same format as the successful SpeedFest 2022. The ARCA CRA Super Series Southern Super Series will headline the event with a co-sanctioned 150-lap Super Late Model event. The Jank CRA All-Stars Tour, presented by Chevrolet Performance, will host a 100-lap Pro Late Model race. Legend cars will be featured again with a 25-lap feature. And new for SpeedFest 2023 will be a Southern Outlaw 50-lap feature event for the Bandoleros in a 15-lap feature. Bubba Pollard and Michael Hine brought home victories in the 2022 event. Super late models, pro late models, respectively. Here's the thing I'm disappointed that's missing off the schedule, Rich. Uh, where are my street stocks? Where are my modifieds? I thought they were great additions to SpeedFest this year.
2: Yeah, I think you get I don't think it's a bad thing to change it up a little bit, Zach. Um, you know, get get a few more. Those outlaws put on us on a whale of a show down south. They really do. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get to see them this weekend. Uh, and we have, you know, a, One of a guy we had on last week, Dick Pressler, going down there to run in that event. Um, But I don't have a problem changing it up just a little bit. If you have the same thing every single year, that can tend to get monotonous. But, uh, yeah, you know, one thing, two things are not going to change are your two premier events that are going to headline the show.
1: Absolutely. So looking forward to that one, uh, end of January, again, the 27th and 28th with a Sunday rain date on January 29th should be a good one. But before all that, Rich France, it's finally here. Snowball Derby weekend culminates, uh, comes to a head down in Pensacola, Florida. And, uh, we got a lot to talk about to get ready for it,
2: man. I was just watching over the last couple of weeks, Zach, watching the car counts go up and up. And, and when I thought they were at 45, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And they kept going and going and going. And now we have, um, as of today, nine current NASCAR drivers, uh, are entered in the event. Eric Jones, uh, Brad Kozlowski, uh, William Byron from the Cup Series, uh, Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, Derek Griffith from the Xfinity Series. Carson Hosevar withdrew today. He's going to Gateway, from what I understand, to go play in the dirt indoors. But uh, Ty Majeski, Corey Heim, and Jesse Love all entered as well that had Truck Series starts in 2022. So just there, even even the NASCAR guys even even see the importance and want to come out and have some fun um, postseason down at the Snowball Derby.
1: I think it's pretty cool. When's the last time you saw Brad Keselowski behind the wheel of a template uh, anything other than a NASCAR you know, uh, Cup Series or Xfinity or something like that? Uh, this is pretty neat to see. We've seen this kind of evolution in the Cup Series where these uh, top dogs are kind of stepping back and going back to their roots and racing these late models. William Byron did it a couple times this year. Eric Jones went back to Victory Lane at Lucas Oil IRP uh, for the first time in anything in a long time. He was really jacked up about that. And, uh, you know, Brad Keselowski might be looking at this the same way. He hasn't been to victory lane in a long time, especially uh, since taking over uh, the uh, the reins of, or, or, or being part of the reins at Roush. So this might be the same little thing for him. Have some fun over the offseason and see if it helps the Cup Series effort.
2: And I can't tell you the last time Brad Keselowski has been in a super late model. Um, I don't even remember. I mean, yeah, he, I don't either. I mean, he, he raced uh, when I raced at Toledo. He, he raced... Uh, at Toledo as well. He he had shown up there and he's won there in the outlaw car that he used to run before he ever, you know, kind of, kind of move forward into that deal. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Kyle Busch did it, pick up the win in 2017 down there. I was there for that the year Kyle Busch did it. And then so, became uh, the
1: 2018 champion of the cup series, by the way. So,
2: yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, have some fun, uh, go down there. I mean, it's good. It's not going to be easy for him. Um, not being used to these race cars. I'm I'm sure he's going to get all the practice he wants and then some.
1: Let's talk about some of the locals. And when we say locals, that means from around the Michigan area that are going to be down in Pensacola over the weekend. Now, uh, we just mentioned Carson. He's going to go to Gateway and play on the dirt. Uh, which is fine. I, I think that's great. But uh, we mentioned Eric Jones, uh, the NASCAR driver. He's going to be down there. Of course, the Byron, Michigan native. And then it was announced uh, this week or over the weekend, Michael Simcoe is going to go down and play, which I think is awesome.
2: Yep. Uh, I, I have some friends that are going to be taking care of that 45 machine for him. So, uh, boy, that you look at that. He is Michael Simcoe can make the show. But he doesn't have a lot of room for he doesn't have a lot of room for error, and he knows it. He knows he's got to have everything right and have that that forty five machine hooked up. Um, he he's always ran well uh, in the Series Super Series with that. This is a kind of a step above that, so we'll, we'll have to see how Michael does. But I but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to stop by and see him, um, and, and really going to you know hope he has some great luck and makes it in the show.
1: Those are the drivers entered in for the Derby. Now, the Snowflake 100 has a couple of the young hot shoes uh, from Michigan. Now, Evan Shotko, Berlin Raceway champion from a year ago, uh, and also, of course, in the uh, Alan Kowicki Driver Development Program. Uh, he'll be down there. And then uh, this driver made her home and Dryden, in Michigan, but she's been running a lot down in the Carolinas and uh, has kind of been stretching her legs, made a start out west in the uh, Arkhaminards West Series at las vegas and uh, did another one at phoenix katie hettinger is going to be down there for the snowflake as well i think is this her first start at pensacola i think so now
2: some of the you have to kind of take a little bit of these entry lists with a grain of salt zach because some of these were were probably put in early um but you know i have not seen anything specific any announcements you know, by her that she's going to be there, but she's been on the list and she's not removed from it. Yeah. And uh, uh, I do remember but,
1: they did put out something where I thought they indicated they might be done racing for the year. So it'll be interesting to see if they end up showing up down there.
2: Yeah. Evan Shotko's a whole different story. He, he doesn't have to worry about making that snowflake. I don't think, I think he's got to be worried about winning it. He's been that good in 2022. And, you know, he had that big, big $10,000 payday that, that he picked up along with the uh, money in the, uh, Oh, Battle at Berlin, he won as well. Yeah, so he has been on fire. Uh, he's going to try it on the snowflake side. Uh, I think Evan Shotko has to be one of your – you kind of got to pick him to be up front. In that event,
1: I think you're right. And then uh, we talked with Nick Pressler last week in the Outlaw Stocks. Uh, he's going to be down there. We he had, him, had him on the show. If you want to learn more about him, listen to last week's program. And then, uh, Rich, you did some digging in the modified side of things. Josh Ware and Todd Jackson going to be making a trip. A couple of names I'm not 100% familiar with.
2: Yep, Josh Ware out of Barbo, Michigan, and, and Todd Jackson out of Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, they're going to be heading down there. I, I knew Todd Jackson was going down there because Jeff Versick is going to be uh help that he's going to be crewing on that car todd jackson uh when jeff crew chief when when Ver, jeff versick race todd jackson is his crew chief so uh they have a nice relationship there todd gets to go have some fun this weekend
1: well rich it's uh, our pleasure now to turn things to the dirt and uh, we talk about pensacola and we talk about snowball derby I don't know how far this cat actually is from everything that's going on in Florida, but he's our resident Florida driver, makes the trip up here all summer long to race with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. Danny Sam's the third. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so I got to know uh, Rich is going down there this weekend for the Snowball Derby. Uh, how far are you from all the festivities going on at Pensacola? Uh,
0: I'm actually quite far, a little over four hours. But uh, I was just—I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Big League Memorial. It was just in a Punta Gorda. Yep. And it was a thirty thousand dollar to win race. And one of my old teammates from Cordova just won it. Michael Outwell. I'd give a shout out to him. He's a—he's a good racer, and I was happy to see him be able no, to win I'm it. No
1: kidding. We were just—wait a minute, <laughs> Dan, Danny. He kind of won it. Okay. Oh, okay. stop it, Rich <laughs> France. Uh, Te- the 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 winners
0: on the scoreboard, right?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you know what? a win is a win, and uh, that's that's all it takes. That's kind of that's neat, man. That's a small world. We were just talking about that on the show uh, about that going on down there. so, uh, man, that's that's pretty cool. So man, Danny, uh, it's been a while since we talked, right? The Great Lakes Super Sprint Series, uh, their season ended several months ago. Uh, we got to wait a few more weeks before we can get this banquet thing going. But um, when this, before the season ended, you guys had a, a lot going on with Home Pro Roofing and that team. A lot of announcements were being made, and something happened with with you and Shannon that we don't see a lot. You guys literally put pen to paper between Danny Sam's and, and Shannon and home pro roofing and home pro racing to make a deal, strike a deal. Tell me the details.
0: Oh, it was a, I mean, we, we did good enough to impress, you know, impress them guys. And, uh, they're happy with us, and we thought it'd be better if we, you know, build a little bit more, help each other out, and uh, we kind of made two teams out of the deal, and really excited to take some big races with the 42 and run the Randerson Racing 24, you know, all the time, and race as much as we can, you know, it's better to have forces combined than apart, and everyone seemed to be on board with it, and we are happy to, to see where it goes this
1: year so you're taking two organizations you're, you're kind of merging them together now is there name change anything happening like that is there an actual entity that's overseeing both of these race teams or, or are we just sharing parts and pieces and money and, and that sort of thing
0: uh more or less just sharing and uh you know if anything the biggest benefactor is me i get I. what's better than one car owner is two that are working together. So. Yeah, man. And I'm very blessed to be in this opportunity, and we're going to try to make the most of it this year.
2: Danny, I got to believe last year, if you go back to the beginning of 2022, you came out of the gate on fire, um, whether it was in a 360 or a 410. I believe that's got to have something to do with this deal.
0: I mean, we came out of the gate in a 410 where I didn't even know how to drive it without doing a wheelie or almost flipping over going to the corner by the first race, and we're winning by the third. And just to, to get comfortable that fast, my dad made the car super fast and we got with Robert and, you know, kind of combined forces on setups and we were on fire and yeah, we fell off, but our speed was there. Our luck wasn't with us though. And some of that's on me. I wrecked the I wrecked 360 car pretty bad and it was 100% my fault. And ever since then, we should have changed frames and we decided not to and we struggled with that car. And we, we got duped on a lot of wins this year. We didn't get any wins towards the end of the year. Should we have for sure but that's part of racing and you know we live and we learn we were fast and we're going to build on it hopefully
2: yeah and we i think we had talked about that in the summer where you know it, you kind of had yourself in a championship hut max was running unbelievable and um whatever you guys, whatever happened to that race car you guys just couldn't stay on top of it because it, it just kind of got got away from you about the last month or so of the season
0: yeah, everyone knew, know that car was like the one to beat, and after we wrecked it, we went through it, and you know, it sealed out the same, and I just could not get it to hook like it used to. We were just an average car. Nothing changed, so we, the only thing that did change was the wreck, and all the parts were new on it, so that car is, needless to say, not going to be ran next year, it's it did its time. It got rocky his first win, the Randerson Anderson racing car. So I'm sure we'll hang on to it because it's a memorable piece, and it got us quite a few wins last year. It kept me safe, and time to move on to a different one.
1: All right, so you mentioned it, uh, two cars, twice the racing. Uh, this is an opportunity for you, um, you know, 4'10", 360, anytime there's a race uh really when i talked to shannon last year he said if there's a race we want to be at it um and and we're talking ascs we're talking all stars we're talking world of outlaws uh we're talking great lake super sprints talking you know unsanctioned shows at butler uh you guys are really just looking for opportunities to run those race cars is that a fair assessment uh so
0: our plan is to run more 410 than anything but Last year, was, that was the same plan, too. We didn't plan on running points at all. And then I was leading the championship, and I was in a good position. And so I, I take most of the blame for it. But, you know, it is what it is, and it's racing. You know, it was a team effort to decide on the car and what whatnot. But the plan is to run some more 410 4, races, some bigger races, try to get my name out there some more. You know, you are who you run with. So if we can run with all-stars, outlaws every once in a while, We'll see how we do, and we'll chase those races, see where we're at, come back if we need to, work hard, and try to get to where we can run with people like that. You know, Our goal is to look up, not down, so we're hoping to, to be able to do something cool with it.
1: Now, your plan is to get started here within, what, about another, well, month and a half or so you guys are going to take on your first couple of races, is that right? The plan is to run all the
0: outlaw and all-star races of Volusia and all-star races East Bay and the 360 races in East Bay. So that'd be a good starting point, you know, get comfortable. That'll be the, the whole uh, Shannon's cars, the 42 cars. get comfortable with the cars, see where we're at with those guys. We have no idea where we'll stack up. We could be very back to pack. We could be in the hunt somewhat. So we're going to see what we can do, how comfortable I am on big tracks. And, you know, hope to impress people. It's not going to be easy and, Uh, East Bay is the place I have a lot of experience with, so and we've been getting better every time we go back. So hopefully we can do something with it and if not, we learned. That's what we gotta take away from it.
2: Danny, is this going to change your plan from what you did this year, running the full season with the Great Lakes Super Sprints? Um, are you guys just going to handle big shows? Or once Great Lakes Super Sprints get going, are you going to, are you going to go after that championship again?
1: And I think, too, the qualifier there is if – because you already said that wasn't even your plan last year. Uh, but the qualifier is if you end up – that you're in the hunt for points somewhere, are you guys going to follow that?
0: It, it's really so far up in the air. You know, we could go not do any good with the all-stars and the outlaws and just get our butts handed to us and we need to take a step back and get better. Or, you know, we could do decent with them guys and we'll run some bigger races and try to run with them some. But, I mean, last year all we planned on running was the fast stuff. And I started. I won a bunch of races in the 360 right away. We know we were either first or second, so many nights in a row. And we're like, well, we got to try to go for it now. <laughs> and who knows what can happen, honestly, but our we don't have – a true plan yet until we get these schedules. We're going to mark off all the big races we want to hit. We're going to be a lot, around a lot. And I'd say almost every other weekend for sure. We'll be at one of the Michigan tracks or the Indiana tracks or Ohio tracks up in that area.
2: That's where our shops are. And we'll go yeah. so give me, give me some numbers. How many races are you looking and hoping to run? You know, it all really depends on the
0: schedules. We're hoping to run every weekend. We're going to try to run as many double duty shows as we can. We really like doing that. and, it gets me double the track time i get way better one night we learn on one car and put it to the other we seem to actually do really well on the you know the double duty nights we can you know adapt and overcome faster literally double the speed of everyone else we get this on the track twice as much and we're going to try to do as many of those so that's two two nights in one night and who knows we're going to try to run almost every weekend though so
1: when you were getting when, when you were learning to race that 410, it was almost exclusively uh, in double-duty action with the 360. Did that help you or hurt you in learning how to drive that car? Because they do drive different with all the power.
0: Uh, it definitely helped me because I knew what the track could handle in a 360. I could go out there, and you know, if I knew it could handle this much, I knew I could only go that much in the 410. Of course, they drive different, lighter, everything else, but it's a sprint car. That's what I had to keep telling yeah. myself it's a sprint <laughs> car. You're comfortable. It'll be comfortable.
1: 25 square, That's foot, how 25 square foot top wing, uh, lopsided rear tires, skinny front tires, and a whole lot of horsepower. That's pretty much what you're working with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. In a dream.
1: <laughs> and a dream that's right man it was so cool yeah. you you talk about it third race uh I believe this was when we were on the road down in Ohio uh that you guys unloaded you and about uh, four or five other Great lakes guys unloaded 360 and 410 sprint cars and you absolutely dominated that weekend uh with the 360 and with the 410 down at Wayne County do you recall that weekend and just how special that was
0: that was really special and <laughs> I went out with no hot lap for either car. So I went out in the 410. So I, that was the problem. I always want to go out in 360 because I know what it can handle. I'm way more comfortable with it. I went out and qualified like fifth in the 410. I was not comfortable at all. I was like, Dad, how bad did that look? He's like, it actually looked okay. And he's, I was like, are you sure? Because it didn't feel okay. I just didn't understand. It was only a third race in the car that that was an okay lap time. And I, it was quick. And it felt slow because I was only half throttle the whole time because it had so much power. And then we went out to 360. I kind of knew what the track and hold, and I was wide open. So that tells you the difference. I could be half throttle on the 410, full throttle on 360, and it's the same speed. And I was wide open, set quick time. We are like, well, we're quick in the 360. We didn't really care too much about the 410 because I'm new to it, didn't want to wreck it, just wanted me to get comfortable with it. Ran second or something in the heat race on the 410, didn't do good, didn't do bad, just, just there, made the redraw. And the 360 started fourth is quick time and I was in the lead by by corner number two let every lap there let every lap and then uh same thing I started on pole with the 410 but that was the second feature and then 360 I started fourth or third I started third and was in the lead again I was I just went up top and sent it and it stuck and worked my way through lap traffic took my time uh wasn't rushing anything I, I felt like I drove a really good race in the 360 and we won that one and that's all we wanted i at trying to do a burnout so that was the first one of the year (laughs) kind of embarrassing rocky's making fun of me all kinds of stuff but we were having fun with it and then we're in the 410 i pulled a one so i started on pull i had no idea what everyone's like just take it easy finish the night tonight's been great you know we won the 360 race and i got a good run into one and on the guy and I, i pulled a slider and i led every lap somehow and you know i saw that white flag come out and i said this is a dream I wasn't comfortable I still wasn't even comfortable in the car yet and I was like this is a dream If this happens and it was like a flip of the switch after that night and I could I didn't even try doing a burnout I didn't know, I didn't know how much power the 410 had trying to spin it around I wasn't gonna embarrass myself twice and so that night was just unbelievable the ride home like I remember walking to the gas station you know we're going to get you know our gas station dinner i was walking in there i was like i'm a 410 winner it was yeah, just man. the most surreal feeling and you know that's a dream i've had since I was a little kid walking around the pits of sprint cars i'm I, i'm a 410 winner you granted it was just a you know local night there's still a lot of good cars and stuff but just walking in there i was a 410 winner and it really will stick with me forever
2: Danny, we could talk about your success, uh, on the 360 and the 410 side, but, and, and how good of equipment you're going to be sitting in, but put me in the driver's head. How much confidence do you have with this expanded schedule going into 23, um, that you, the driver can compete with these guys?
0: Well, they, they say, you know, you can't sell anything if you don't believe in yourself. And that, that, that applies to everything in life. I, if I don't believe I can do good with these guys, I, I won't. And I believe I can, you know, we've, we've raced with guys of this caliper multiple times and we're, you know, we've gotten so much better. So I feel like we could, you know, hop in and be way better than we're expecting really to be. We don't have any expectations. And, and I feel like I'm not a cocky person at all, but I feel like my capabilities are there. If I can keep my head there and, you know, in the right place in the car, keep calm, cool and collected. That's a big thing in the car. You know, you cannot drive over your head. And if I can keep all, you know, all the puzzle pieces in my box and in order, We'll, we'll be able to you know run decent hopefully and I'm pretty confident in that and really you never know um we went to Eldora at the end of last year we ended up having motor issues but I thought I was going to be intimidated you know huge track 410 with the all-stars and I went out there and the motor messed up but you know it's part of it and I wasn't I was intimidated I was excited and I feel like you know that's somewhere I, I want to be chasing chasing with the big guys so If I can stick my my head right in the car, I feel like we'll be doing good.
1: Northport, Florida driver, 34 events last year, five feature wins, 16 top fives, 23 top tens, those according to my race pass, anything outside of that. We don't have a good way of keeping track of that. But, uh, Danny, you mentioned the increased number of events. Uh, How excited are you to start relatively close to home here in the next month and a half or so with Volusia and East Bay? Uh, being kind of right there in your in your backyard per se when you race up here in this in Michigan and the Great Lakes region so much uh, are those are those events bigger to you to be successful down there in your home state
0: yeah I have so many more you know friends and family that can actually make it and uh it's a prestigious races too it's not you know you're local every night or it's you know once a year thing and if I can get my friends and family there and everyone gets to see me do you know do somewhat good it's it's just that much better of a feeling, you know. It's your state, your home. You want to. You don't want to come. You don't want the big boys coming here and whooping you. You want to whoop them out of there. Yeah, so that's right. That's kind of the plan. And yeah, it definitely means a lot to me. I've had a two-year gap since I've been able to race in Florida. Just you know how everything has worked out. But you know, finally getting the opportunity to come back and do it, I really want to prove a point.
1: Talk to me about uh, where this ranks as far as uh, what will be a successful. Speed weeks for you at East Bay and Volusia. Is it making the show? Is it top tens in the feature, top fives, feature wins? What do you? How do you measure success this early with this new organization?
0: For sure, making the shows is the biggest deal. You know, if you don't even have a shot if you don't make the show. And you know, that's having a good beginning of the night qualifying heat races. And uh, you know, if we can do that top 15, top, it depends on how the night's going and what, what we're sitting in competition. We'll try to increase the bar every night, get better every night. And hopefully we come out of the box running up front, not up front, but, you know, mid-pack. And if not, we're going to figure out how to get better. And by the end of the week, we're going to be wanting to run up front with them guys. You know, we have the equipment to do it. It's going to be up to me and uh, what we put under the car to, to make it go fast. And there's a lot of pressure, but you know, pressure makes diamonds. so hopefully we can do something good
1: with it. All right, as we close this out, Danny, I want you to paint the picture crystal clear for all of us fans and for me one final time. You are the magic glue at the top of the pyramid, if you will, <clears throat> excuse me, that holds two teams together. So tell me again who these two teams are, right? So you got Danny Sams driving for what is two teams but are becoming one thanks to Danny Sams. And a lot of us here know Shannon and the Home Pro Roofing team. So that is going to be what car under the home pro roofing and, and Shannon's banner? Who who is that car?
0: That would be the
1: forty two D. All right. So forty two D, which is gonna be the four ten, is home pro roofing and Shannon and, and everybody that we know there that we've come to know and love here in Michigan, right? Yes, sir. All right, and then on the 360 side of things, where, again, people have come to know and love and, and you've kind of, uh, you know, brand, b- built your career a little bit running with these guys, on the 360 side of things, you have who?
0: Randerson Anderson, and Rocky Anderson, just a great guy. He'll do anything for me. He's, a, he's one of the best guys I've ever met. Shannon's amazing, too, and he'll do anything for me, too. I've got two great guys working together. What's better than that than, you know, being broke away, so. And I think it's great.
1: I love it, man. You get uh, you get mom and dad working together, and everything works in the right direction. So uh, I love that. So that's awesome. Um, I know. Obviously, we've talked about these teams a lot. Do you have any marketing partners yet that you want to talk about as uh, you get ready to start the new season?
0: Uh, there's a lot in the works, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's all about the first of the year type of figuring stuff out and. We'll see how it works out. Hopefully, hopefully I have some good news for you. If not, we'll, we'll still be able to make something happen. So
1: Absolutely. We're
0: excited and, and uh, hope to break the news sometime soon if there is something good.
1: Danny Sams third, also known as D3, the Northport, Florida driver, uh, was in contention for a Great Lakes Super Sprint Series championship in 2022. Sounds like he's going to be in contention for a whole lot more in 2023. Danny, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for making time for us.
0: Yeah, No worries. Thank you for having me. It was a great time.
1: Always a pleasure to catch up with Danny. And, uh, I don't know, Rich, if you'll get a chance to, you know, from Florida, maybe you're going to be down there this weekend, call him up, say, Hey, we're in the same state. Let's see if we can make a trip to a bar together.
2: Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have time for that. You've been down there. How much time do we have? Uh, you know, once they get started down there at five flag speedway, they just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and it's an all day thing. So, um, I don't know about that. And, it, and it usually runs into the evening there. So yeah. we'll have to see. But it's a great great to have Danny back on. That was cool. All
1: right, let's talk dirt while we're doing it. Gateway Dirt National is coming up this weekend as well. And on-track activity begins at 3 o'clock each day, December 1st through the 3rd. Late models with $5,000 win A-Mains Thursday and Friday at 25 laps. $30,000 on the line on Saturday after the end of 40 laps. Uh, UMP Modifieds, $3,000 to win A-Mains Thursday and Friday at 20 laps apiece. And then Saturday's $10,000 to win main event at 30 laps uh, got quite a few guys from around our region that are making the trip this year rich and uh, we'll keep you up to date on how they all do but um, I tell you I love this gateway dirt nationals I hate that it fell on the same weekend as the snowball derby but uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun nonetheless
2: I don't know why you're not taking a trip to St. Louis this weekend. We'd you, have a heck of a show next week. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh,
1: is it too late? I don't know. Is the wife listening? I don't know. Maybe we'll see if we can make it happen. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And uh, good luck to everybody who's going from our area. Well, Zach, on the phone lines now we have a gentleman. If you remember back a few years ago, this guy on
2: every, every weekend was winning a street stock race somewhere, uh, if not multiple times in a weekend. Then he went and had a cup of coffee in in a super late model. Now this year went a totally different direction. IMCA modified, found himself back in victory lane. We'll talk about that and more. Makes his home on Bertrand, Michigan. Jake Thompson, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Man, uh, before we get into everything, kind of talk about the difference, man. I mean, you you didn't put it in victory lane as many times this year, but man, from that street stock, uh, when you were doing it about every week, you're facing a lot more competition and that IMCA modified.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, pretty similar to the street stock. You know, they both got pretty good competition, but uh, definitely there's, you know, I would say 10 or 12 guys that can win the feature any given night in these modifieds. And a uh, big learning curve for us still. A uh, lot of different suspension in this car and a uh, lot more variables and things you can adjust and change and fine tune. So um, definitely a little bit of seat time I got in the late model helped a lot with the transition but still
2: a lot to learn yeah I was gonna say you talk about the learning curve with the car had to be a learning curve with the driver as well no yeah for sure definitely
3: uh like I said it it drives real similar to like the late model did just a lot less horsepower uh but you know with the four bar suspension in the rear end stuff like that the car lifting up and stuff uh a lot different than the street stock obviously so thankful to have that little bit of seat time in the late model and a little bit of pro stock seat time here and there uh kind of is a lot more similar than the street stock that's for sure
1: take me back to the off season when uh, you're kind of looking at everything i like the way rich put it you had a cup of coffee in a super late model uh you you ran pretty much a full season uh with scott and pam phillips motorsports uh, just you know dipping the toe in the water seeing if you guys could find something that works and then uh you know all of a sudden uh we're looking at uh, october of 2021 and you post a picture of an IMC modified. What leads to this decision for you to, uh, you know, jump out of that street stock again and try to go uh, back four bar racing?
3: So most of that was uh, we had some really good years with that street stock, and uh, people were spending a lot of money on street stocks uh, with some out-of-state cars, you know, and some IMCA stock cars and things like that. Um, And, you know, my car was beating most of them, so, being a proven car and you know, you knew it could win against some high dollar cars. I basically was able to get a good price out of my car, um, just kind of the market, you know, and so the timing was right to uh sell it. And I have been wanting to get into that INC mod class because I feel like with the modified class, it's uh, the startup price is you know, a little bit more pricey than a street stock, depending on you know what kind of street stock you buy, but. Uh, the you know the week to week upkeep of the modified I would say is pretty similar to the street stock and uh, even tire wear is pretty similar. You don't go to the tires quite as much. Uh, different tire, but it's a lot harder tire in this modified than the uh, street, street street stock was.
1: I got to imagine, too, the vers- versatility uh, had to be part of that, too, because you could take that street stock to uh, several different racetracks. I mean, it was starting to get a little confined where you could go. Uh, but between B-Mods and IMCA-modifieds, just some minimal changes there. And then, really, if you wanted to even try to compete with a UMP-modified class somewhere, uh, you're, you are you got a pretty wide-open book as to wherever you can take this thing.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, this year's plan was to kind of stick to a track or two and uh learn the car and not be you know bounce around too much and changing things for one track and then forgetting what to go back to for the next track so i kind of wanted to stick to primarily one track like we did you know like the first half of the year uh, we did end up running some silver bullet a time or two because it's not too far from home uh went to crystal once
2: and mount pleasant once um so Jake, I got to ask you. You know, with with all the success you had uh, in the street stock, and then you you get to ride with Scott and Fam, Pam uh, Phillips Motorsports, um, and that was, I, I think, you got to admit, probably that that was probably a rough time for you. I mean, you with as much time as you were spending in Victory Lane on the other side, um, was that a tough season for you? And and if you had to do it again, would you make the same decision? Yeah, I mean, basically jumping from a street stock to a super
3: late model. I had zero, uh, expectations basically for myself, honestly, uh, never driven anything like that. And, uh, we went and tested once uh, day after I got the call for the ride and went to Mount Pleasant and tested and definitely had plenty of, uh, seat time to be needed. And, uh, yeah, no, we just never really found the right combination with that deal to click and, uh, decided to part ways with it. But, um, but yeah, definitely, uh, we def, you know, we got a few heat wins and ran pretty good in the late model, really against uh, some of the top names. Especially, I think like we were better with that car at Merritt than we were at Tri City, as slick as it gets at Tri City. But um, for the, you know, we ran, I don't know how many races in it, but I would say probably three quarters of a season and a couple of heat wins against some big names and things like that. It was definitely pretty cool, but not what we were used to. Like you said, from the street track for sure.
1: Sub-22 events, uh, give or take roughly on that, uh, sprinkling in some pavement stuff that I want to talk about toward the end here. Uh, 14 top 10s, 9 top 5s, and a feature win at Tri-City. Let's talk about that Tri-City feature win because it's funny you mentioned uh, that you were having more success at Merritt with the late model. Uh, What clicked for you on this uh, Friday night in August to go to Victory Lane?
3: Uh, just a lot of seat time and uh, messing with this car, really, because the reason I think we were better in the late model was Merritt Slick is not like Tri-City Slick. Tri-City Slick, uh, if you ask most people, is unlike any other, man. It's, it gets really slick out there, and you just really got to be easy on the gas pedal and things like that. And uh, really, from right out of the gate with this IMCA car, we found our best uh, runs were on the Slick and that night that I won the feature it wasn't the slickest of the night but it was definitely slick and uh basically the top was kind of where you wanted to be at early in the night and a lot of guys were running up there and I was able to find grip running right around the infield tires and as the top wore out I was just able to pick them off one by one I think we started ninth that night and uh felt oh, good you know start ninth and get that first win versus start say first or second a win's a win don't get me wrong but they definitely feel a lot better when you come through the field
1: well and that's what i was going to ask you because we've had those conversations before with guys who've gone to victory lane and they started on the pin and uh, you know uh, as you mentioned a win's a win but you did start ninth in that event and not only did you start ninth you brought chad bennett with you who started 10th And Austin Harnick, who started 13th, Garrett Bennett, who started 15th, was coming through the field as well. And uh, Kendall Morrison, I skipped over him, started 8th and came with you guys. So it wasn't like you were the only one moving through the field. It was you and other guys that you had hot on your heels. I imagine you had your work cut out for you.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, In the IMCA cars, there's just no room for mistakes, really. Uh, Because if you make one, more than likely there's somebody right there that's going to fill that hole or you know fill that void so uh yeah that night was pretty much mistake free and the car was on rails and these cars have so much uh like I said so much changes you can make throughout the night and the tracks change so much throughout the night uh I just kept finding myself second guessing myself and scratching my head trying to think of what to change just being new in it and stuff like that and um you know when it was slick I had a pretty good set of slick adjustments for it and you know, when it's hammered down, it's just a totally different animal. And we had a few nights like that at the end of the year where uh, it was pretty hammered down. And shoot, a couple times, I was actually the first time I ever held a car wide open through the corner before. Granted, uh, wow. you know, they're freight motors, so you don't have a lot of horsepower there. But the first time I ever held it wide open through the corner, it was definitely quite a rush.
1: Are you, uh, are you crew in this thing for yourself? I mean, are you able to lean on anybody for these uh, chassis adjustments, or are you reading the book and taking notes and this didn't work and this worked and kind of flying on your own?
3: No, I definitely have a lot of help uh, from a lot of well-known people in the racing world. Uh, Jacob Poole uh, does my shocks, and he helped me a ton this year with tips and tricks and stuff. Uh, Mike Liberta helped me a lot with tips and things like that. Um, And then also somebody who basically their last race car they had just sold before last year was the same one as mine is uh, Matt Satchedy and Adam Pogue. Um, They had a lot of luck with a 2016 Harris, which is what my car is. And so they helped me a ton with, you know, the initial setup. And, and that's a lot of the reason I say, you know, we were right in the ballpark kind of off the get go and running top 10s and things like that uh, was, you know, we had a really good Base setup to start out with you know not to mention Harris does have a setup book that puts you in the ballpark but that's obviously a pretty general thing for you know they don't know what kind of track you're racing on and things like that but
2: um, definitely we were in better sh- shape than I expected to be right out of the gate Jake I got to ask you you know Zach teased it a little bit uh, dirt and pavement right um, you've done you've been on both sides of it there's a track up in mid-Michigan, and I know you got one in your hometown, but uh, there's one in mid-Michigan that's making a whole lot of noise uh, already, and we're just a couple months into the offseason. Um, th- is Alaso drawing any interest from you?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, this year we're freshening up the modified quite a bit, but I'd love to find a good deal on a asphalt street stock or something to go play with once in a while since I see they did what i think they should have done a while back is add street stocks to their schedule instead of sportsmen uh sportsmen just never really have done it for me on asphalt but um definitely the street stocks over at oasso on that big track uh Owasso is my favorite asphalt track actually to race on i race there a decent amount and uh just the banking and the way you can run top or bottom there that's that's my favorite asphalt track to run for sure and, and uh Hopefully they can pull the cars and some of them guys with cars in the weeds, you know, it's been sitting from the asphalt guys will pull them
2: out and and have a good showing for them. And not just a nice facility, by the way, and being able to run, you know, what you want to run. But man, that track looks like it's going to be very, very fast. Yeah, it should be for sure. You got some bumps out of there, which the bumps always gave it a little character.
3: But I imagine in like a, a modified or something that's on bump stops, it was probably pretty rough. I only ran there in a street stock or a pier stock. But. I imagine a modified or, you know, an outlaw late mile or something, it'd be pretty dang rough hitting some of them bumps that were there.
1: Now, Jake, I already liked you as a fan. I was all right with that. I'm just scrolling through your page here and looking back at the pavement days of your career. The fact that you ran a Camaro, you're my new best friend. Uh, That's what we race or raced in my stable. I love that, man. So that's awesome. And you actually did do a little pure stock racing at the end of last year out at Owasso. Uh, Talk about how that came to be.
3: Yeah, so uh, by uh, from Bertrand here, um, he's got a couple pier stocks and I help him out with you know Set up and things like that and then I got a hoist and he don't so anything we can make easier for him and let him use the hoist now and again and things like that Kind of trade off a little work for letting me run Owasso Nationals usually at the end of the year uh, As like I said, Owasso is always his favorite track for me. So um, The last two years I've ran it two years ago. We kind of threw a new car together right at the end of the year he's like if you finish the car you can run it so I I did that and we just kind of rushed it together and didn't you know have everything 100 percent I mean it was a transmission that failed it wasn't nothing that we really could have done different I guess but anyways this year we took it out again and he had ran a full season with it and uh, some cautions and chaos at the end definitely played in our favor but we uh, ended up second out there in that show so that was pretty cool for the competition they got out there in the pure stock class
2: Jake, I got to tell you, um, I can't show it to you, but it's on Facebook somewhere. I, one of my favorite pictures, uh, an, a, another gentleman you're well aware of in a Camaro. Uh, I raced against him. I had a photo of him and me and him going side by side, probably your favorite Hall of Famer um, at Spartan Speedway. Um, that, that, that's got to be uh, pretty exciting for you to keep continuing on, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um...
3: And, you know, that definitely helped out with that's probably the main reason I had that Camaro Asphalt car. Uh, it wasn't one of his, but it. Uh, we definitely had plenty of notes on them Camaros and things like that. And didn't have it for too long, but uh, had fun with it and won uh, the harvest at Spartan with that car I had. And, and uh, shoot, I think my grandpa finished second in that one, or second or third in the one that I won. So that was pretty dang cool.
1: Well, I think that the only logical path of questioning here is: uh, you're looking for a, a payment street stock to run a You've told us you're refreshing the IMCA modified car. So, what is the plan for that modified this year? Are you running for a track championship? Running for more feature wins? Going to hit the road a little bit? What are you What are you looking to do in '23?
3: So basically, bought the car. You know, used obviously. It had very low nights on it. Bought it turnkey. Um, I'm kind of, the kind of person that I like to have my hand on every nut and bolt basically before, I, you know, I really feel super comfortable in the car. So that was kind of the reason this year we, uh, this off season, we tore the modified all down this year to a bare frame. Uh, I actually sent it out or me and my wife drove it out to Harris, uh, within the last month and had them put it on the jig and make sure everything was straight and, uh, make sure we know what we're working with, you know, and. So we just got that back, uh, this last weekend and dropped it off to get sandblasted and powder coated and just basically freshening it all up that way. I can put everything together, you know, and know that I did it and know what I got. And, uh, but basically the plans are Friday nights, we'll probably just be tri city again. Uh, it's the closest track to us and with work schedule and things like that, that's the most realistic for us. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really run for points that much this year. You know, we ran third at Tri-City in our rookie season, which was pretty cool. Um, Even with having three DNFs, which I was happy with, you know, the new car being a used car. I didn't know much about, we didn't have any mechanical DNFs. It was always, you know, like a wreck. I couldn't avoid or something like that. But, uh, you know, looking forward to next year, having everything freshened up and knowing what I have and possibly running for points at Tri-City. Usually I like to just kind of, Race and not worry about it, and you know, halfway through the year, see where we're sitting and do we have a shot or whatever. You know, uh, this year with the DNFs, it definitely made it tough to do anything like that, but uh, still sat third, and so we were pretty happy with that. But yeah, next year, Tri City on Fridays, Saturdays, Silver Bullets, pretty much the next closest track. Uh, I don't mind running over there, it's pretty cool. Uh, this year, we went to Mount Pleasant, ran third over there, our first time there in the modified only thing I found with that place is I think they put like brine on it or something. And it was really hard on tires. Um, so I don't really know if I can afford it on that place to be honest, but, uh, I mean, we shoot up, try a 50% tread on a tire over there. The one night we went there compared to, you know, that wow. take three or four nights by city to do that. So, um, but yeah, mostly tri city silver bullet. I wouldn't mind going back to crystal. Just, we went there once this year and felt pretty good for our first time there. Uh, was coming through the field a little bit in the feature and then it started downpouring rain. So, Ah. uh, we, we weren't able to make that race up. So I wouldn't mind going over there at least once, maybe twice. And who knows what else we're definitely opening to travel on Saturdays, but we'll see what the year brings.
1: And I think the final question is, uh, does anything point toward you in the future trying to acquire your own late model again? And, and, uh, well not again, but trying to acquire your own late model or get another seat to occupy to try late model racing again now that you've got uh, this imca modified thing going
3: yeah i mean a seat is definitely an option uh i feel a lot more confident now with this modified you know like i said the suspensions are quite a bit similar the shocks are a little more wild a lot more wild than the late models but uh as far as the susp- suspensions are quite a bit similar and uh but as far as owning one, I think that's a little out of my ballpark. Man, Them things are no joke when it comes to the cost of you have to have a big sponsor or something like that to run them, just tires alone and things like that. So, uh, But, you know, I'm pretty happy with the IMCA car. Uh, would be awesome to hit some end-of-the-year shows with it, possibly like out-of-state or something. I, I say that every year, and then it gets to the end of the year, and I'm kind
2: of like ready for a break, but we'll see what happens. Jake, as I tell everybody, you know, none of these race cars get down the road uh, by themselves and it's not not always on your dime. Uh, here's your chance to kind of give a shout out to the people uh, on that race car uh, that, that help you show up every week. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't do it all. Our sponsors, uh, a lot of the
3: sponsors I had or a few of them I had since my grandpa's sponsors, actually, and they kind of stuck with me. So that's been awesome. But uh, the Bus Stop Bar and Grill and Bertrand, if you're ever in the neighborhood, they got great food. Usually have a band or something going on on the weekends. Good entertainment. Uh, Different farms. That's my in-laws' family farm. Uh, Benji's Car Wash right in Run, Saginaw Welding Supply. Uh, my mom's new business, Thompson Tumblers and T-shirts. Uh, she makes like custom cups and things like that. She's made some for the race teams and stuff she can make. Uh, Cuthbertson Farms, Freezer Beef. Blessing Farms, Gary's Auto Sales, Easy Motors, LG Motorsports. Tri-City Transmissions, uh, X-Tech Racing Engines, and uh, Lakeshore Custom Suspension. Um, Also, you know, my wife, she's usually the one in the garage with me throughout the week doing maintenance and uh, things like that. And my right-hand man, Tire Guy, uh, my sister's boyfriend, Damien, he helps out a ton throughout the week. And he's learned this new car with me a lot, adjustments and um, everything there is to learn on that. He's been right there with me and learned a lot. So, uh, can't do it without all them and, uh, the rest of my family and friends and, uh, my grandma, we still work out at grandpa's old shop, uh, which is next door to my house. So couldn't do it without the shop and, you know, grandma's help and things like that. So.
1: All right, Jake. Well, Hey man, uh, appreciate you making time to join us tonight. Nicely done on 2022, picking up that feature win and, uh, who knows what, what's the goal for 23, right? I mean, you got to look ahead and Set new goals, you get that one feature win. Now what are you looking to do?
3: Yeah, definitely just feature wins, man. Uh, And If we can get those and run consistent, uh, championship would be awesome. Haven't had one of them in a while. Usually don't really try for them because come into the year it gets pretty hectic. But (laughs) uh, what the heck, if we can win some races and run good and hopefully not have any DNF,
1: uh, we'll see what happens. One might just fall in your lap, man. You never know. Hey, Jake, appreciate you uh, making time to chat with us tonight, and uh, good luck in 23. We're looking forward to it. Enjoy the rest of the off season. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Well, it was good to catch up with Jake again and uh, hear what he's got going on. A successful season, I'd say, uh, at the end of 2022, and looking forward to seeing what 2023 brings for him as well. Rich, for once, and this is not knocking them, but it's nice to talk about something that. Uh, is going on in our state that's not Owasso Speedway-related this week.
2: Yeah, exactly, uh, Zach. Bertrand Speedway <laughs> released their 2023 schedule, and we're not going to go through the whole thing, but we can just give you some highlights. Um, th- they're going kick, to kick things off. Uh, probably the biggest kick things off the show, they brought the Triple Crown back for the Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour, Zach, uh, those three events. Uh, that'll be May 13th. Uh, they'll have a, a practice session for the Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour on the tw- Friday the 12th. Uh, then they'll have a party with some live music afterwards, kind of like they did last year. And then the event will take place on Saturday the 13th, uh, reveal the hammer outlaw super late model series. They'll pay a visit to Birch run on the 20th. And then on the 26th and 27th must see racing, uh, U uh, S nationals are going to make their appearance at Birch Run as well, Zach. And then uh, we we head on to June.
1: Oh, man, June, right? Uh, Kicking it right off the way that we need to. Downright awesome Modifieds practice day. Downright awesome Modifieds practice day. Downright awesome Modifieds race. That's how you know how big this is going to be. Two practice days with a pit party before the event, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And uh, I I was excited when they announced the details. I'm still jacked up about this one. Uh, This is going to be one of the biggest modified races in the state, region if not country and it's going to be right here in our home of birch uh, run speedway so looking forward to that and then uh you know when you do that so big how do you end june well you end it by bringing back the Jags tour right
2: yeah Jags tour They'll they'll have their party uh and they got that new longest bar in the state of michigan or something right, like that right. uh, underneath the grandstands. so they're going to make have some fun with that in 2023 uh, but they have the Jake CRA practice day on the 30th and July 1st, uh, round number two for the triple crown series. And they'll have, uh, their 75th anniversary fireworks as well. Uh, a week later, Zach, it doesn't calm down. Midwest modified tour makes their appearance, uh, their first appearance at Birch run speedway and event center on July 7th. Um, and then as, as you get towards into August, um, The Dixie Classic, Outlaw Super Late Model, Zach, they come back for Reveal the Hammer Super Late Model Race, race number two. uh, And they finish August up with their Friday Night Thunder series. And then we roll in September and they're not done yet.
1: Yeah, that's right. You got the final JEGS CRA All-Stars Tour Race, which is part of the big one at uh, Dixie. And then really after that, you do kind of start to wrap things up uh, before the big one. uh, Drivers Homecoming 75th year celebration. So that's going to be fun on September 1st. And then uh, 8th and 9th is the big one weekend at Bertrand Speedway and Event Center And um, then, you know, October, just kind of some fun freestyle events to wrap things up. So it's a great schedule. It looks good for Bertrand. It's going to be an exciting year out there.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I'm waiting for more to come out. I think as we get to the holidays, closer to the holidays, we're going to see some more schedules coming out. Uh, And, of course, as we get them, uh, we'll put them out to everybody and highlight them. Uh, for the 2023 season, just so you can start making your plans.
1: All right. It's at this time that we wrap things up by looking ahead to the upcoming calendar in and around our area. And, uh, the answer goose eggs, nothing, nothing going on right now around our area. No, they had some, they had some fun out at Kalamazoo from what I understand, 63
2: entrance into that enduro. Um, Gary, Howe got banged uh, around a little bit. I saw yeah, uh, I, I I saw some of the video. Wow, it going the wrong way. What the heck is that all about? Uh, hey, See
1: that they have fun out there at them enduros, man. So uh, that's gonna do it for our show tonight. Upcoming calendar, uh, you're gonna be streaming some events this weekend. If you want to watch some good racing, whether you're watching uh, the dome from St. Louis and the dirt track, or uh, you're watching uh, the Snowball Derby down in Pensacola, Florida. Either way, you're gonna stream those. They're gonna be great events. And uh, we'll talk about them coming up on Tuesday next week. Tuesday as we let Rich have a day to get home and get settled next week. So post-Snowball Derby show will be Tuesday next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. For Rich friends Scott Miller, and I'm Zach Heiser. Thanks so much to Danny Sams and Jake Thompson. And we'll talk to you next week. Tuesday edition of Horsepower Happenings right here, same time, different place. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.